Welcome back, guys. You are listening to The Beat London on a 3.6 FM with me, Vashak. So this is my favorite hour of the station where we get social with a guest of our choice. Today, as we let you know, we have Edgder in the building. That's Simon and Bruno ready to talk to us. Hi, guys. How are you doing? What's up, what's up? Hi. I'm good, I'm good. Yes. What are you getting up to for your Sunday so far? Just um, just prepping for the week, man. I'm actually going away for a few days in, uh, tomorrow, on Tuesday. So we're just getting ready, sorting the family out and all that. Pretty busy, you know, huh? Them, them Packing boys. away. Yeah, yeah. I know how that goes. Great, thank you. How are you doing, Bruno? All good, all yes. good. Well, Sunday here. I mean, I'm actually a base out of Lisbon at this current moment, so I think later on I've got plans to go to the beach. We are an know. international group. That's what that is. Yeah. And I love it. Yeah. Okay, so um, for those of you who don't know, Edger is a premium streetwear brand, and I wanted to have you guys on the show to talk about kind of the huge social heart that I came across and I was really impressed with. Uh, you guys have some really great social initiatives that you've launched uh, over the lockdown period. So I want to know about that, but before we delve into it, Simon, as as founder, could you let me know how you came about launching the brand in the first place? I'm sure you've said this a thousand times, but uh, just for the listeners. Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty, it's a pretty long story, but I'll just kind of condense it down. So yes. really, it was just born out of uh, my interest and love for streetwear and street culture. Mm. From like way, way back in the day, I was heavy into like the bait world, mm. cause, future, uh, SBs. Anybody knows that 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 culture understands. And um, so I was just like, like buying, selling, collecting streetwear. It was really like a hobby of mine for years before then starting um, my own blog, just documenting my taste wow. really. And then, and then that grew, as I developed a following, that grew into an online store, which no. come from an angle of providing a platform for new and emerging brands. Mm. And then from that, we then developed into pop-up shops. We had a, then got a physical store and really allowed us to kind of develop that narrative of supporting new. It really sure, sure. took us just from working with new brands to bringing in like, you know, new photographers, new models, new artists and so forth. And we created like a physical hub in which wow. like this community and it blew, for start. real, it blew, because you, you know, guys have such a great social yeah. presence as well, and you get the culture, and that's what always struck me. It's very in tune. It's not like they're trying to be cool. Yeah. You, you are cool, and you're effortless, effortless with it, which is great. Um, yeah. do, you, do you think that there's a void for men uh, previous to you uh, in terms of the shopping experience? Because everything is marketed to females. Do you think there's a void for men uh, initially before you came? And how do you feel that Edgeter now hopefully bridges that gap? Yeah, I mean, I, felt, I definitely felt there was a void from, from early on um, with the rise of social media and, and, you know, the role it played in shifting the power back to the consumer. Mm-hmm. It was like for the first time, give the, the consumer a voice. And I just had a feeling that, you know, this... This, these people was no longer going to be indoctrinated by these large companies and brands and stuff telling them, you know, what they should like and what they should do. Mm-hmm. And really just, yeah, give them that voice, really. And that, that, that consumer wanted to be listened to, they wanted to be engaged, you know, and essentially they was looking for experience, which is really what drove 
the concept of Edge there because from the get-go it was always to engage with the culture that surrounds the clothes that surrounds the fashion because traditionally it was walking into a shop seeing pieces of fabric on a clothing rail uh-huh. and buying it because someone has told you like that's what that's cool. hot right yeah, that's what you should wear yeah. that's what's the trend absolutely and yeah. I was asking you um, all about uh, kind of all things uh, how you got into community work and why that was important for you uh, from a value perspective well actually like um, as I said I didn't really get into the community side of it it was really kind of uh, you know who I am from my background from years and years ago my first job was working in a youth club so I've had wow. I've seen firsthand the impact of like wow. you know empowering people or someone can have to help them mm-hmm. and give them opportunities and you know that's just really what I'm, I'm passionate about mm-hmm. and starting Edge there was me following my my hobby my interest coming out of the youth work into Edge there but I quickly realized realized that the two were to go hand in hand and that was what was going to define edge there mm, you know, and if you created kind of, such a huge platform that was powerful enough you could then give back into the community from which you've come 100 percent. that's mm. really like rubbed into the dna about going back and helping those and creating pathways for those behind us you know and not just like looking forward as to who the bigger person is that you can be next to it's about keeping it real essentially and keeping the door open because we need it (laughs) we absolutely need it exactly yeah it's interesting because you said that you started out in youth work so much of kind of who we are becomes threaded into that um for for future view and then that's so powerful uh especially when you look at the the work that you guys have done since uh with daryl chambers and and the empower initiative could you yeah. tell me a little bit about how you even got to kind of connect with daryl and and i understand the why now but the how would be really great because i've seen the t-shirts if anyone doesn't know uh for the black lives matter movement you guys uh, organized uh, you sold sorry t-shirts um for profit to go to that organization which is incredible how did you guys connect yeah um, to be honest with Daryl so how it first started was that I mean it goes without saying that you know anyone who knows us there knows that we're always challenging racism that's mm-hmm. that's like embedded into the, to the mindset of us there mm-hmm. but like for this project in particular I took some time to think about how we could contribute to, to this movement mm-hmm. and and really first decided that I wanted to focus the energy on, on my local community in Wolverhampton like where I'm from mm-hmm. um, and, that, and that's really based on the belief that if everyone took local action and did something in their own backyard the total sum of that micro action could result in macro change and that was just I'm not you know there's not one right answer for everything but that's something I felt and I wanted to edge there to kind of work towards so with that said um yeah, I was talking to a few different people in Wolves and Daryl's name come up a few times and, you know, I did my research, checked him out and, uh, yeah, he's doing some amazing work. He's, he's a young black business owner of an organisation called Empower um, and they do amazing work in the community. They work with young people from a really, really broad range of backgrounds and support them re- essentially to find their inner greatness through sportness and education. And I, my I thing that. was like, if we can help, you know, not just financially, because the, the, the idea was to sell the T-shirts and, and the profits raised was going to go to, to Daryl sure, and Paris sure. to help them in their journey and grow. But it was also about shining light, like we're doing now. It's creating that opportunity through Edgedale's platform was able to talk about Empower. You know, we've got a great following, so that gets his, his message out there. And even what we're doing today, we're talking about it now. So mm-hmm. that was the intent. And, Absolutely. And, 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 yeah. and, and our listeners here hopefully will go ahead and, 
research him or get in touch or support in any which way because it's so important. You said something there that I want to just touch on. The yeah. micro uh, element to create the macro change. Mm-hmm. That, it, that is so huge. Yeah. And I uh, commend you for getting involved the way that you have done. Thank you. I mean, I think it, it comes from a place of like, I know even you know people around me, there's a lot of people who are passionate about the subject and they'll be talking about it. But it's like, I see some people that they're doing lots of talking yeah, and they've yeah. got intense, but it's about unlocking that interaction. Yeah. And I can't change the world myself, like, you know, mm. talking on these macro macro situations mm. in, in, the, in, the, in a heartbeat. But what I can do is, you know, do do something tangible. Mm. It's even though it's small in my own community. If we all take that approach, then we'll then we'll go far. Hundred percent. A different world. Yeah. It's yeah. about the ripple effect, and I totally believe that. And, and also, you don't know the ripple effect and who it's meant for and who it's going to affect. And not everything is for you, but you just put it out into the world, and and you oh. and you hope for the best. So uh, kudos on exactly. that. Really, really cool. And to that point, actually, um, you guys carried on doing really great work for uh, the NHS. Bruno, I'm going to get you into the yeah. fold. Uh, you yeah, had yeah. your hashtag support local hospital initiative. Uh, and you uh, took some really beautiful pictures that I saw um, of local Thank NHS uh, healthcare professionals. Could you tell us a little bit um, how it was as a photographer uh, in, in, in that uh, moment, kind of, you know, capturing these moments, uh, these pictures, sorry, especially at a time yeah. when the pandemic was at all all-time high? Yeah, I mean, the initiative really was to support the NHS and obviously, you know, give back and show the bravery mm-hmm. of uh, these healthcare workers on the front line. And, you know, also another part of it was to recognize the work of the black and ethnic minority workforce in particular. I mean, I reckon also as an artist, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I should use my platform to kind of elevate and bring a narrative and awareness to like subjects for people who don't not necessarily have the opportunity to sure. do otherwise sure. so for me it was also like it was eye opening to see how passionate these professionals are you know mm. we, we did it we did we did a mini interview with them um, yeah. and we asked them you know uh, what was the best what was the, the highlight of the uh, well kind of working during this all, difficult time yeah sure. worried during a difficult time and all of them said you know it was when um, somebody got better you know when they of really course. saw somebody um, surpass the the, the, the illness know, COVID, and get to you know, get so to get help and, yeah and it was it, it was I mean it was really deeply deeply touching I, I really enjoyed uh, just just hearing that like from the horse's mouth as they would say you know mm, I think that kind of societal values are going to change towards NHS workers now that uh, there has been this huge push and we have had the applause and we've had all these things happen that are really commendable is it going to come to tangible action or is it at least going to come to symbolic action towards um, changing view uh, viewpoints definitely there's the symbolic actions there and that's happened and obviously initiative like this are examples of that but realistically I think structurally mm. um, I think they get, need to get paid more I guess Absolutely. right um, let's say that again they need to get paid more that, yes that, pay them that, 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 that's that's the main um, way that you could really give back to people who are working on the front line um, Absolutely. Uh, especially developing career paths for people who work within that um, mm-hmm. area and yeah I mean it just needs to it needs to come to some uh, it, it, it needs dollar to signs. culminate to that it needs right. to culminate to something more tangible yeah 100% um, especially because 
let's you know let's make no bones about it people have been risking their lives uh, in a very real yeah. way and we have lost a lot of healthcare professionals due to this pandemic so it's the only most respectful thing i think our government can do and hopefully will do um but again things like this go a long way uh, in showcasing exactly. them and making them just exactly. appear more you know human and personalized so you know huge uh, well done for that um, so this week's show has been all about localized action, and that's why I wanted to have you guys on board speaking to us. What drives the mission for you both, both of you, uh, both prof- uh, pers- personally and professionally? As in, how are you guys uh, driven to do the work that you do, and where do you get that inspiration? I mean, for me, really, you know, the mission is about, you know, making streetwear and, and the fashion industry as such to become like more real, more accessible, mm. diverse, you know, more of an accessible space for mm. the next generation of creators. You know, drawing on my own experience and where I come from and how I grew up, you know, it, it was difficult, like thinking about being in the position that I've been in mm. and the experiences I've had within the industry was like a dream to me. Do you get me? That wasn't of course. real. So of it's really just about kind of now being inside it, doing what I can, you know, contributing to that kind of progression of, of, of that landscape mm-hmm. and allowing it to, to, to open up to more people, you know, who not necessarily come from within or around that by default, you know, whether it's geographically, you know, economically or or whatever, you know. Or just by even suggesting a, you know, intern that you could have work or, you know, whoever it is, everybody needs a bit of a leg up. Um, When you talk about accessibility real quick, does that mean making things more affordable as well? Uh, Because it's not necessarily the cheapest space, I think, to operate in for a lot of people. And you have these real, like, cult fans of streetwear who maybe can't afford it. As as a business owner, right, what is your thought process in that? Do you feel like it should be affordable or you should be able to get a certain amount or... In, in terms in terms of like buying products yeah or, in terms of I the mean, buying of the products uh, yeah, obviously you I have mean, to like, get a get a my, profit my, and you have to make money of course um, yeah it, it is tough I mean for me personally tough. like the position and direction for the brand is not you know to be uh, uber exclusive mm. high priced you know luxury brand it's really about again representing our values and it being accessible mm. so the products we, our goal is to offer you know a product of difference but sure. an affordable price sure. um, range but the, the difficulty and the reality of that is which kind of uh, is, is based around production because sure. you know in order to make something X amount. this low price point right. you have to make thousands and the more you make the cheaper it becomes and obviously in that journey of building something mm-hmm. in the early days it might you might not be allowed to be able to charge the price that you want so it's, it's a process is what it is Absolutely. but definitely the idea and, and the, the, the the direction for it is for the product um, to be accessible definitely that's, accessible price points that's beautiful and I think that no matter what the kind of inner workings of that production line look like which you are much closer to than I ever would be as long as your values are, are that somehow I believe the output does end up mirroring it in some shape or form so um, you know yeah, really really yeah, great because, to hear I it mean, <laughs> 
in, in terms of the accessibility as well it's not just around from my point it's not just about buying the product but I was also referring to like those who you know aspire to kind of get into the creative industry sure. or field and yeah as we said making like we had with the store in London it was a store mm-hmm. by day nine to five when there'd be people coming through mm-hmm. there you know chilling talking mm-hmm. with us having conversations it was a hub I remember the old street it was, yeah, it was a no, party yeah 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 that's what I mean night so time we to party was always free we didn't charge people to come in mm-hmm. it was always free parties and that's where culture grows that, that was mm-hmm. that that was hard work creating that platform there was a lot of hard work to go into just creating that space for people to come and have have that tough on time but for me it was hugely important for the culture because that is where and we've had countless hundreds of testimonies and people commenting and messages saying how integral it was you know from people coming from overseas or from out of the city and mm. they don't know where to go how mm. they're really interested in getting into the creative field so they just come edge there and then they'd buy the meet people and we just had that energy of you know wow. building that that community that must feel good to know that as well though because it's not often Often that people lean into some commercial brand and you guys manage to be cultural in, in your input and your output, which is huge. Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah, oh, just, really, really just cool. to say it, go, it doesn't go without its challenges, but you of know, course, it's what, we, it's what we're passionate you about. You got to choose so, with yeah, what to yeah. hurt, right? Everything is a bit difficult. Yeah. And Bruno, for you as, as a photographer, um, what drives, I guess, the subjects you choose in your personal um, space as well, professional space uh, that you want to shoot? Um, around or, or for I mean as I said before you know I, I really stand behind what James Bolden says you know in terms of the creative pro- process and the role of the artist you know it's like to illuminate the darkness and pop mm. bring bring topics to the to the fore that norm- normally are not talked about or perhaps um, yeah as I said before they I just don't have the opportunity to, you know, and I like to get myself stuck into projects just like this. So when Simon really, um, he come towards me with this proposition, like there was no, there's no even thinking. I mean, even though we do go back quite um, a long time, projects like this um it's a easy yes because yeah it's easy yes it's Mm. easy yes because it's yeah it's 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 something that the output is is essentially positive and and uh rewarding it's it's rewarding it's it's rewarding yeah that's it I love that you quoted Baldwin. Uh, you're always going to get me on Baldwin. Yes, agreed. <laughs> and uh, and it's a little bit of what we're doing here on the show as well. We really want to have the difficult conversations uh, that aren't so pretty or so um, fashionable, but are necessary. Um, and that requires some work and that requires some pull. Um, so thank you very much for being here today. Um, let's talk about your brand new collection, Collection 2, coming out out in September. Yeah. Could you tell us a little bit of what to expect when it goes live? Um, okay, so mm-hmm. yeah, we've definitely gone through a lot of transition. We was actually transitioning the whole business model from our own store into our own brand before the virus. So even 12 months before that, we was going through a bit of a madness. And then the virus kicked in and, you know, it just mm-hmm. got even more crazy. So mm-hmm. there's been a lot of, uh, we've utilized this really as an opportunity more than a, a problem and looked mm-hmm. at it as a way to kind of reflect on the past and, you know, how do we, what, how and ex- how and what do we want to do exactly moving forward? 
so yeah we've, we're just right now we're just really deep in the depths of like sampling production getting that collection out um, we're going to be launching a new e-commerce platform as well in that which will be like a phase process because we're, we're actually we're actually working towards building more of a, a communal interactive space on the online side of things as well through the website but yeah um, we're going to be launching in October we're already working on the collection after that so yeah just really keen to get these get this get this out really get these pieces out yeah and you guys have a keen following I'm sure that's watching your every move that wants yeah, to we, know we, we were um, so we're going to be launching that in October the new October. website okay. we're actually working on a working on a like a social driven project which is really going to be looking to focus on those creative communities outside of the capital in and around mm. these cities smaller towns around the UK which a lot of this real raw amazing talent lies you know and where mm. a lot of the cool shit actually comes like I feel like a lot of these places are defining Mm-hmm. what's cool and not and not following it if you get what I mean mm-hmm. so I think a lot when there the is so much actually, great talent in the kind of out, out of London basically we're so we're so that, set London centric and that's fine London's a big city it's a capital but I think it just you know it takes some people sometimes to kind of think well let's Tap actually in. shine a light on what else is going on because ultimately when I talked about accessibility for, for, for a range of different reasons things the industry which is quite commonly perceived as being London Based mm. can be difficult to access for people from these smaller towns mm. as it was for me when I was young. So mm. going out and, and empowering them and letting them build their own. Do you know what I mean? Instead of like trying to always get down to London or sure, fit in sure, with what's sure, happening sure, down sure. there, actually focus on what you're doing. Absolutely brilliant and building and bringing your communities together to help grow each other. Mm-hmm. And whether that whether that be yeah, so. being a content creator and having a platform, having a voice, being able to call the, your own shots um, within the culture that you create versus having to always fit the London mold because also it's been done right it's like and I'm from London I could say that Uh, London's home for me but it's been done and there's nothing original about that interpretation of the world actually I want to hear someone from Birmingham come in or Leeds or wherever else and and put their own and and you know what Basha I think a lot of there's a lot of people out there who also want to hear that too Mm. you know what I mean so yeah so that's kind of really driving that so that's something we're going to be working on more info soon very um, exciting thank you well please do let us know we could always have you uh, back in the studio this time hopefully face to face and, and talk through those bits and pieces where can we find you both please do plug yourselves um, let listeners know your Instagram handles that kind of thing um, just so we can promote yeah, sure. So um, you can get me on who is Ejder. So that's um, yeah, who is E J D E R, mm-hmm. and then also the business, the brand page is Ejder for life. So at E J D E R F O R L I F B. For life, amazing. Yeah, and for me, you can find me on Instagram at by Bruno G. That's at by Bruno G. And I post majority of just my photography work on there. Amazing. Please do go check these guys out. Um, They're doing incredible things for the local community, but with some amazing commercial push as well, which is what we love to see. Thank you so much for joining me for this conversation. We're a little shaky there at the beginning, but we got there in the end. Yeah, no, great job. Thank you very much, Basha. And I'll catch up with you guys later.